0: this is a, a piece of research that's um, kind of resulted from an investigation into how makeover texts use the transforming body at the center of the programs in order to operate as agents of what has become recently known, especially, I don't know Tanya's book has had it in, about this notion of governance. Um, so uh, analysis of how to look good naked actually illustrates the specific ways that particular conventions and discourses are employed in order to enforce a kind of ethical behaviour, with, with a different meaning on ethical, so not moral behaviour, um, but to kind of um, uh, to kind of manipulate and enforce maybe um, a sort of certain behaviours like healthy behaviour. So um, this whole kind of uh, worry about obesity at the moment things like this. So. Um, so uh, that's ethical behaviour as part of a wider network of social or, or, and political control, or what is known as government, uh, that is de- disseminated via the media. So Gok Wan, and this is him, a bit blurry on there I'm afraid, how to, lo- uh, how to look good naked is used uh, in an investigation with the aim of revealing how even those TV texts designed to work with natural body shapes such as this, uh, still operate within a uh, hege- hegemonic structure that they can never entirely escape, and uh, recent research has revealed that um, so people like uh, Weber have uh, noted that this form in the U.S. version of the show uh, is differ- differing from, but paradoxically still adhering to the conventions of the makeover show. Although she actually labels it as anti-makeover, an anti-makeover show, and uh, moreover, she notes that in most ways, however. Naked operates precisely according to the models I've laid out in this book, since it participates in and reinforces the makeover mandate that image overrides ontology. Um, But although she kind of engages to an extent with the programme, her focus is the gendered logic of the makeover show, which she extends to include and explain um, the US version of how to look good naked. Um, But the focus on... uh, the show for this analysis is actually the transforming body, its genre context, its cultural impact and its employment of the carnivalesque as a persuasive and life-affirming element that however still operates as part of the mechanism of governance. So um, one's programme engages not so much with extreme makeovers and plastic surgery or health issues as or health issues and psychological issues of self esteem. It displays and transforms the body of the female participants, there has today only been one male participant, so this is still mainly a female uh, audience we're looking at, Uh, through the application of fashion. So as a form of media that directly impacts upon how the body is regarded and disciplined, Fashion can be identified as continuing to enforce the influence of ideal body shapes and sizes, and an investigation of how this functions exposes the ideology that compels it forward, and its relation to the ideal image circulated in contemporary culture. So fashion has kind of always been uh, considered quite insignificant and frivolous, Uh, with little or no influence on uh, important or societal or political aspects of culture. But recently there's uh, been a recognition of of the uh, cultural and political importance of fashion, which as a mainly female preoccupation has been commonly trivialised and diminished. Uh, Simultaneously, a more contemporary critical notion of fashion and clothing as an extension of the body and also as a dictator of the female shape has emerged. The fashion designer, therefore, is seen to perform not only as a stylist but also as the as the architect of the body and thus the écriture or writer of a fiction of femininity. The way in which fashion modifies and dominates both women's behaviour and bodies from an early age effectively identifies it as operating as part of the hegemonic structure of governance. Fashion and clothing used to define ourselves to create an identity to present to the world at large, the image we portray is that which we are initially judged upon, and our self esteem becomes built upon appearance and how we communicate ourselves via that appearance. Fashion is, in fact, a complex system of communication which acts as part of the structure of patriarchal hegemony. hegemony as women constantly attempt to communicate their identity and their importance through their ability to comprehend and interpret fashion, and how to look good naked uh, kind of reinforces that and kind of uh, allows you to explore those kind of issues within it. Uh, so, fashion offers an illusory perception of freedom initiated and maintained by offering a glittering array of choices for consumption. Uh, it offers these choices through its restless and relentless process of change, propelled propel forward by its search for difference. Unfortunately, this search for difference, which could represent a playful postmodern eclectic approach that allows for diversity, is in actuality a quite ruthless, exacting, and unforgiving taskmaster that never really allows for deviation from its prescribed look of the moment, uh, that can set impossible demands for women's bodies of almost mythical proportion. Fashion is part of consumer culture as a major aspect of body politics that operates under the guise of the trivial. Fashion is pleasurable and allows for experimentation with identity and self-definition, but at the same time it's quite strict and quick to admonish those who stray from its conventions. Um, Obviously there's subcultures and things like that within this, but generally it's a kind of look at actually how these particular texts operate within the media. Uh, So, as a part of a whole system of hegemony, fashion acts as a producer of the initial image to aspire to, and this is then reproduced as multiple images and copies that resemble and emulate but can never fully duplicate the original. Fashion thereby leaks and permeates into every layer of culture, influencing not only the way we dress and present ourselves, but also how we regard and identify others. And related to this is our Hayward statement, Uh, that the third wave feminism has claimed fashion as an arena for female-centered fun, feminist politics and individual self-expression. Many third wave feminists point to their willingness to embrace fashion as a primary example of their difference to second wave feminists. However, they unite with their second wave foremothers by resisting any attempt to coerce girls and women to conform to fashion. Furthermore, they are critical of narrow standards of fashion that exclude some women from participating. Fashion can only be liberating and fun if it is optional for everyone. Uh, So this kind of partial acceptance by feminists of the media, that more often than not acts as a kind of patriarchal trap, complicates our perceptions of what is acceptable and relies on women themselves being able to differentiate as to what uh, is politically appropriate. Uh, Being a consumer of reality TV requires a sophisticated and knowing analysis in order to question and challenge what is being delivered to us as natural and suitable. Without that awareness and ability to contest tradition and convention, there is a danger that women in particular will accept assigned images and roles without question. There is still a necessity to be vigilant against images and media that present themselves as merely entertainment. So, let's look at Rock one in action. Um, so this clip uh, initially shows the the kind of setup, and I don't know if everybody's seen what not to wear. Yes. There's a kind the, the kind of mirror. Can you tell me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's um. It's a kind of uh, forerunner of how to look good naked. So it's. Uh, and this kind of uses the mirror room in the same way to allow a woman to see herself from all angles. Which, if everybody knows, when you go into a dressing room, is the worst thing in the world. So, it's a, you, there's a reason you can't see yourself from behind. You know, so, uh, but you're not allowed to get away from it in this. So, um, we'll I'll just have a look at this clip and hope it'll is it will work. We're being a rebel anyway. Okay. okay. Someone short, of and
1: so how would you describe your look?
0: Blending. Ah. Oh. In the background, just your average, tired, busy mum, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Three children have left their mark on her body, and this has shattered her self esteem. My body is an embarrassment to me. The confidence huh? that I used to have, I suppose, before I had my children, has completely disappeared. Okay. I have two tummies rather than one large tummy. My body is like a squeezy toy and someone squeezed it in the middle and let go and it's just stayed out of proportion. Cindy dreams of looking like she did as a single girl. When I look in the mirror, it's not me that I see. It's not the confident person that I've always been. She hates her body so much, not even her husband Dan gets her look it. The last time I saw Cindy completely naked um with her knowing um <laughs> uh, we must be for a couple of years if i'm going to help cindy fall in love with herself again she's going to have to confront her fears yeah. come on i need her to strip off so i can get to grips with her assets i don't
0: even do
1: this at home it's fine. Okay, sure. Okay. very nice, isn't it? Have a good look while it's buffering. <laughs> what are you thinking about, especially around? It's this, and it's this, and it's these
0: bits. You know, if it means it, you
1: can't understand children, that's fine. But they are not as dependent on me as they used to be. And
0: what's left? I've got what's left over.
1: And it's what am I supposed to do with this now? The wife, you're not sending the daughter or the sister. You are just Cindy. And it's my turn now to do exactly what you do. Which to take control and to look after you and do what's probably needed to stand for a very long time as someone take control of you. Come in then. <laughs>
0: Okay, um, so you can see Gok, as the presenter as kind of um, establishes himself as a, a force for good. He's sort of bringing the ordinary woman back into focus and kind of making the um, the kind of the ideal image, this kind of very thin model image, um, is something that's actually undesirable. He's, he's kind of sweeping that away and, and so bringing the ordinary woman back in. Um, So, although he appears genuine and is objective, um, you still have to acknowledge that the programme, it it does produce a positive result for the women taking part and does offer an alternative exemplar for the largely female audience. Uh, But there is, when you look more closely at this, it's far more complex matter than that, and there is a slightly darker perspective to it. Um, But I'll run you through the sort of programme to understand that. So he gives it, the whole programme, a kind of upbeat facade. It's kind of a girly night in, and uh, it very much produces a piece of light entertainment. Um, And it's a kind of event that unites the female population um, into a kind of community again. Most women in the UK do watch it, and quite a lot of men as well, but it is enjoyable. It's that whole transformation. Uh, process that that they go through, so so as you can see, they arrive at his studio looking very dowdy, usually unmade up, usually in very saggy clothes, um, very low in self-esteem, don't want to take their clothes off. I think it takes a huge amount of um, bravery to do what they do, because they're not just taking their clothes off in front of him, they're taking it off in front of a massive audience. Um, so yeah, they all end up in tears. But um, he talks about it as a kind of uh, psychological stripping down as well as a physical stripping down. So it's kind of part of their process of rehabilitation. So it's, it's almost like you know this whole thing of um, sort of these, it is a kind of psychological experiment almost to kind of take them back to nothing and then build them back up again from there. So it's a kind of a, a psychological model really. So. And he kind of identifies the need for all of the women. Um, now, I did have a DVD with me, which is in my suitcase, uh, that kind of centred on this particular woman. But instead, we've got clips of different ones. But really, it's quite good because it shows you that each one is very much, very similar. Kind of There's a narrative structure to this programme that takes you through the story of this woman's rehabilitation and kind of um, recovery. So uh, they're all kind of built on that same str- narrative structure. Um, so for Gok Kwan, this is about women's um, inability to read fashion, and he kind of educates them about how to read fashion, about how to apply fashion, to give them that self-confidence to be able to actually uh, enter into a realm which they think they're excluded from. So it's about it's, it's kind of giving them accessibility to something they feel they don't
1: they don't have
0: anymore because of most of them having children. Um, so, so he kind of acts as a therapist, particularly in this this particular stage. And um, he kind of gets them to vocalise their feelings about their bodies and, um, and explain the reason for their kind of adverse reactions to their own bodies. You know, it's like this uh, reluctance to admit it's their own body almost. It's a, if, you, if you don't see it, then it's not there, so it's kind of uh, just absolutely refusal um, of admitting that this is their own body. Um, and they also have a perception of their body, which is actually wildly at odds with the reality as well. So they perceive it as being very different. And this next bit is um, uh, this next bit is a uh, kind of uh, a kind of identity parade almost, where he takes he picks out four women. Um, in this particular case, they're all—they are all, this, all um, air stewardesses, uh, because that's the, the particular woman's—is uh, that—that's her um, profession, and uh, she thinks that to be in that job, she should be glamorous, and she feels that she's not. So he brings in four other women who are all air stewardesses for her to compare herself to. So it's kind of loosely based on social comparison theory, kind of dating back from 1954, which theorizes that in order for people to have stable and accurate assessments of themselves, they initially prefer to employ non-social objective standards. However, if these are not available, they will compare themselves to other people who are similar to them, Um, but what studies have identified as undirectional drive upwards, um, that suggests that people strive to be better than their comparative model. However, you kind of have to question what if you can't obtain that. So it's sort of, uh, when it's a physical thing, that's, that is quite difficult. So can we just see the So this one's the same woman that we've just seen, I think. Comparing stomachs.
1: Girls, there was a time when you loved your ruminous curves, so what happened to you? According to my Naked survey, 93 percent of you said you wanted a flatter tummy, and 86% of you think your tummy's unsexy. Girls, this has got to stop. Mm. Cindy has got to see that her belly is not as big as she thinks it is. I've dragged sick tummy-tastic women along for her to get jiggy with. So just how did we become a nation of tummy-phobics? Well, guys, let's be honest, when you're bombarded with images of super-time celebrities, it can do anything but boost your belly confidence. But get real, keeping a six-pack like this is like a full-time job. I've measured my Bellissimo babes around their tummy buttons, and their bellies range from 37 and a half to 42 inches. The average tummy size according to my survey is 38 inches, which is exactly Cindy's tummy size. But how big does she think she is? I think I'll go somewhere in between there. Jump in. Yeah? Okay, have a good look down the line. Jump You actually don't belong there. Have a good look. All right? You step down? You don't belong there? Because you belong in there. Let's move on, girls. Now, honestly, we've measured all of our girls, we've also measured you. You have been walking around with an extra two and a half inches. And those two and a half inches might as well have been two and a half miles for the damage that you're doing to yourself. How do you feel? Shocked. Really shocked. Does it feel nice? Actually, yeah, it does. Yeah? I don't feel alone. Wonderful. She's a girl. Any you go. Go. This lady. This lady. Do <laughs> you to take me forward? The to you from on the side. Right, I yeah. want you now just to get in there! Right, get in there, right? I think this is the best treatment you could ever have, alright? So I want you to do yeah. exactly what I just did and get right in there. <laughs> go on, get in there. How, How does that feel? <laughs> Honestly. Real. It feel, does it feel nice? Yeah. Yeah? Is there anything horrible about that? No! Okay, fine. Do it to yourself. Yeah? Maybe one hand on my girl, one hand on you. And do it. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Double belly rub. What is the difference between your tummy and my girl's hip? None. But, yeah, you think this is attractive? Yeah. You think this feels attractive? So what's the she difference?
0: She has a confidence.
1: Absolutely. Confidence is key. <laughs>
0: Oh, actually, the one that um, the one that I had on the DVD is actually he gets her because she doesn 't like she just thinks she 's fat and she 's got big boobs and so he gets her to stick her head in another woman 's boobs, so, which is even <laughs> funnier than the stomach one but it's, he kind of, he kind of shifts from a kind of seriously motivated body comparison to kind of a playful groping session, and he does this quite regularly. Um, to kind of diffuse an an uncomfortable and emotional moment but it's it's kind of also this connection to kind of the carnivalesque and considering these bodies as almost grotesque bodies as well but I'll come to that Um, Okay, so uh, as a a, a Gok as a personality and presenter, he is in total control of the uh, Gorgeous, but certainly not ideal bodies around them. They're kind of curvaceous and disobedient in their abundant flesh and not the disciplined and regimented bodies um, presented as role models in the media. Um, but uh, one's presence is a man who openly approves of their difference, places them in, as other in both physical, physical form and cultural positioning. Uh, this disciplined body is serious in its intent, is located in the political field, whereas how to look good naked Displaces this model with the unruly body, uh, which is positioned quite firmly within the pleasure dynamic. So his employment of specific adjectives, adjectives to describe these normal uh, but imperfect bodies, such as gorgeous and fabulous, are kind of words that fill the mouth and imply sumptuousness and abundance that is kind of attached to a joyful and la- lavish lifestyle that these ideal role models obviously cannot enjoy. So the spare and insubstantial body of some you know, models that are a size zero um, is conspicuous by its absence in one's programme. And the emphasis is instead on, is on how to dress or fashion the body you have rather than fitting the body to the dress. So this process is centred on the pl- playful and postmodern use of fashion as recognised by third wave feminism, as capable of empowering women. Um, by gaining knowledge of the rules of fashion, women can define their own image, thereby also gaining admission into a level of symbolism that indicates social success and acceptance. So, um, as we progress through the programme, uh, one tends to then display the subjects' bodies in fair, very spectacular and unreserved ways that mimic and thereby kind of critique the fashion business. So he uses billboards and other large advertising spaces to exhibit life-size or bigger candid shots of the ordinary and unglamorous women in their underwear. So he's actually on this picture uh, hooked a kind of advertising billboard thing that normally has adverts on, taken a life-size picture of this particular woman, and he drives round um, Gatwick Airport with it so that because that's where she works, so so that everybody can see this. So um, so they are, of course, all of these images are a complete contrast to the airbrushed and modified representations of fashion models normally available. And the members of the public are asked to express their opinions on the images. And uh, to gawk the women, themselves are there as well, and to the camera. Um, so all are positive, choosing specific body parts to come on and, and praise. Um, so to do otherwise would be quite heartless, I think, in front of the woman to criticise them. So you kind of have to think... You'd have to be particularly nasty to say, well, actually, I think that looks terrible. So uh, there is a kind of uh, a pressure on these people to find something positive to say about the bodies. Um, he also... Um, uh, he takes them off to what he calls uh, the Gok pod. Everything's got something, so... Uh, which is kind of set up in one of the biggest shopping centres in Europe for what he calls fashion therapy and a lessening control underwear. So, uh, he clothes them in this kind of black underwear that holds them in around the stomach, thighs, and buttocks. And he's very insistent, uh, insistent upon a properly fitted bra as well. So, they're kind of almost put into kind of an armor, it's black elastic armor, but it's still a kind of armor. Um, And most of them say, yeah, it's lovely, it's comfortable, Uh, like wearing nothing at all, which I just really don't believe. Um, But then he kind of says, he he uses a lot of voiceover in the program as well, and he says, "Uh, girls, it's not rocket science. Sculpting the bot can make you drop a dress size. So there's kind of a whole education for everyone, the whole to get control underwear. Uh, but while he's talking to his subjects through the control underwear, he has constantly has this physical contact with them, stroking and patting them, uh, to emphasise the change in shape that the underwear's brought in. So although no surgery is being performed or there's no ideal shape being advocate, uh, advocated, um, it's constantly being alluded to through the moulding of the body by the application of these elasticated garments and by his kind of caress of all the unruly aspects that have now been brought under control by this underwear. So there's kind of an issue of contradiction contained in the programme as the control underwear that he places the majority of women in does mimic the ideal body and does bring them under control and identifies their bodies as being unruly, which he kind of says, no, that's fine, but then he puts them in his underwear. Um, but it also can be seen as a form of masquerade where the imitation of the ideal body allows the women to take part in the process of fashion without actually initiating any permanent physical change. So it's a kind of disguise almost that they can um, put on. So, um, can we just
1: see...
0: So this is a different woman, I'm afraid, but... um, in her control underwear. <laughs> and sales of control underwear went up hugely when these came out as well. Oh adverts. Sorry about
1: that.
0: <laughs> Sorry about the advert.
1: But today, Jeannie goes shopping with me, I'm going to show her silhouette. I'm going to show her underwear, I'm going to show her gorgeous clothes. But more importantly, I'm going to get out of this horrible, monty, relaxed, casual cover. I'm going to show you exactly what your silhouette is. So if you stand here against this paper, alright, is yeah. I'm going to draw around my little angel. Okay, so come away from this now have a little look. Now, that is a very rough silhouette of your body. What we're going to put is a proper underwear now, a good bra that's going to fit those bad boys properly, and some good pants. And you can see exactly what that underwear does. So it's just here. Ladies, before you can look hot, fully dressed, you need to strip off and sort out your naked silhouette. Can you see the difference?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't it absolutely amazing? All right, and that's just the bit time. So what we've done is we've streamlined you all the way just here, giving you all the support. This is holding you both profile, yeah, and to the side. We're all boomers in that position. Up. Okay. Can you see going to Yeah? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm going to prove it now. So let's go back to this. Oh, my God, you can see it already. It's absolutely shocking.
0: <laughs> Step back. <laughs>
1: there's
0: there's there's a little
1: motion for done. <laughs> I would say you've probably lost maybe an inch, half an inch on each side. I would say, because that sucks you right in just there. And can you see how clean that silhouette is now?
0: Wicked. Yeah. I just feel I just can't get in my head that That's am It's not. All <laughs> right. Um, and his next step on from this is to take them completely out of the.